Hello, and welcome to Cutting Through the Ball with the post through the pockets weird news. It's not bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really wanted to go with a soothing voice. Alright, okay. I'm Ben, and I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. And Claire. Hi. Anyway, scrap that. Right, let's do some weird news. Uh, what we got? That just freaked me out. <laughs> I did it to purposely throw you both off oh, and right. test out my read you to sleep voice. Huh. Fair enough. All right, uh, this is from the the Daily Mail. Actually, I've got a couple of fucked up the Daily Hile. The Daily Hile. I've got a couple of fucked up facts for the end as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I found out this week. So all right then. Uh, man, thirty nine, cut off his penis and threw it out of the car. In police chase in Tennessee. He was being chased by police in Tennessee. He says he heard voices on the radio telling him it would save the world. Uh, Cut your dick off. It'll save the world. You shouldn't be breeding. Uh, <laughs> Presumably. Tyson Gilbert, 39, allegedly said voices in the radio told him he would save the world. And he led law enforcement officers from six different departments of a car chase. That's not bad, to be fair. It's proper grand theft order, yeah. isn't it? Tyson Gilbert, 39, from Cookville in Putnam County, Tennessee. That sounds proper redneck. Cookville in Putnam County. <laughs> Led police officers on a wild car chase through two counties in Tennessee as he haired towards the interstate on Wednesday morning. A Tennessee Highway Patrolman was the first to see Gilbert had mutilated himself after seeing the man who was driving naked covered in blood. I didn't see that. Well, you, at first, you think he was some sort of victim trying to drive away from somebody. You, you, you try and help, and it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then he's like, whoa, 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 what have you done that for? <sighs> he was eventually stopped by members of the Alexandria Police Department who managed to box in his car on the highway just before he reached the interstate. I like how they do that boxing in. Yeah. It's quite... Either side, don't they? Yeah, well, they get him against the concrete barrier and they. Took... <sighs> Yeah. One will cut in front and the other. I, quite, I, like, I like it. It's a bit of a ballet, but with cars. Yeah, yeah. He was taken into custody and transferred to the Vanderbilt University Medical Center, although it is not known if his appendage was retrieved for reattachment. Oh, it'd have been ran over, wouldn't it? That's a shit job, isn't it? Well, combing the highway <laughs> for someone's severed dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it could be tiny. Could be a micropenis. Could be a micropenis. Could be a 12 inch fucking hanging dong. Who knows? But. It's still I a don't shit fancy job. that. I don't fancy that. Scary like, I did not join the police department to look for some crazy man's severed penis. Sheriff. For gloves, for <laughs> sake. I want a litter picker as well. <laughs> I want one of them grabby claws. Yeah. Gilbert, who was charged in 2020 with four counts of attempted car theft and resisting arrest by the Nashville Airport Police, no, he's got previous, uh, was first approached by Highway Patrolman Barry Johnson as his Honda Accord was partially parked in the road on the highway in Dowelltown. Do you know that Jesus drove a Honda? Did he? Yeah, he did not speak of his own Accord. <laughs> <laughs> when Trooper Johnson approached the car, Gilbert took off down the highway. Johnson says that when I pulled up behind him and turned my lights on, he took off and refused to stop. He turned off on Old Liberty Road and he opened his door. He was naked and covered in blood. He then shut his door and kept driving. Cars from the Alexandria Police Department began to give chase, but Gilbert led them from Dowelltown into Wilson County, then into Watertown. If you're from Tennessee, that'll mean something to you. It means nothing to me. Um, the police managed to lay down spikes on the road, or the old stinger. Old stinger, yeah. yeah. Deploy the stinger. I want to say that one, surreal. Deploy the stinger. 
You best start, you know, on your career in the police then. <laughs> Hopefully someone will just let me do it one day. That's how I get most of these jobs. They just turn on and hey, you're in the right place at the right time. Fancy doing this. <laughs> Fortunately, the damage caused by the road spikes severely hampered Gilbert's car, no shit, and forced him to slow down as he was driving on flat tyres. He was stopped and arrested just before he managed to reach the state. Six different law enforcement departments have been chasing him, and they still got to look for his dick. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Cool. I'm surprised he didn't pass out. Probably had a lot to do with his catching up. Not only with the stinger would have played a part, I'd imagine the loss of blood would have. Because uh... you'd have to do it when you had a hard on. He was probably high, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. But you'd have had to do it when you had a hard on, wouldn't you? You wouldn't want your fucking. You wouldn't want your grower. You want your shower. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be going through his void when he's gone. You're going through mine. And if it well, if it was hard, wouldn't it just like there'd be a lot more blood there? Spit, and then you, you're more likely to pass out quite quickly. Then I'd save lives too. Mm. I used to let their voices on the radio I was saying, "Cut your dick off, Dyson." That'll save the I world. Don't, I don't think it was a radio. I think it was someone dicking about on the CB. <laughs> Cut your dick off, it'll save the world. Alright. <laughs> Poor man was obviously mentally ill, wasn't he? He was mentally he ill. He needed help. Looked after somebody that once thought uh, the, the TV was calling God. He was like, oh, you know. It was Beyonce singing. She says that I'm God. He said oh the words. So I'm like, you're not God. My nan used to think the people on the TV could see you. <laughs> she was quite shed dementia at that point. Yeah, John Nettles from Bergerac was down the garden living in the shed, apparently. He waved at her. Huh. Don't know why he was there, but I guess, oh, okay, now, great. Bless. Right, uh, I think that's it for that one. That's yeah, it. moving on. Yeah. SAS troops fall Taliban by disguising as devout women in burqas and dramatic Kabul escape. Well, it's got balls to it, I'll give it mm. that. I'd have thought, though, if the Taliban were that good, they'd have noticed that. You know, these women were quite broad and were walking a lot different. Huh. Men and women walk very differently. They do. But, you know, who am I to argue? A bit taller as well, mm. generally. <laughs> Around 20 Special Forces troops are forced to travel thousands of miles to escape the country which has since fallen into the Taliban's control once again. The troops had been on a mission in southern Afghanistan and were warned that no helicopters were available to evacuate them out of the country. Yeah, why the fuck not? All we can give you is these burkers. Yeah. Oh, so we got, oh man, we got 20 of our best SAS soldiers in country. They cost like millions to train each. They're, they're an asset to the country. No helicopters. There's got to be one helicopter somewhere. Couldn't they ask the Americans? Excuse me, could we borrow a helicopter for afternoon? The troops devised a cunning plan to escape by waving Taliban flags on the way to the capital of Kabul. Once in the capital, the troops donned burkers to hide in plain sight. A source told the Daily Star, the SAS team had been in Afghanistan for months and had been on a secret reconnaissance mission when everything went belly up. They were told to abort the operation and to get ready for immediate extraction to Kabul. It's, I mean, it's some, some balls. The troops ditched most of their equipment except for their weapons and ammo and covered themselves with the burkers. They then bought five taxis and drove to Kabul. Every time they came to a roadblock, an Afghan Special Forces soldier explained that the women were very devout and wanted to welcome the Taliban back into Afghanistan. It worked. There were a few dicey moments, but even the Taliban were reluctant to remove a burqa from a woman. Oh, so it works, you know, in a different way, sort of. I guess. I mean, it's, it's clever, because they're not going to strip a woman of her burqa. But at the same time, they're thinking, my, there was some big women. 
<laughs> you know? So, oh man, those are some big women. And I suppose you got to look at eye colour as well. I mean, you traditionally don't get, like, blue-eyed, green-eyed Arabic people, do you? I mean, there's probably a couple that knock it around, but let's say that uh, I'm in a burqa, right? Big chap. Mm. I've got bright blue eyes. Might be a bit of a giveaway. I'd have to pretend to be asleep. <laughs> Why what a big frame you have there. Yeah. <laughs> Why what blue eyes you have. Yeah. <laughs> Why what a big weapon you have. <laughs> Why, thank you. I didn't think you could see in the burqa. <laughs> is that a... Is that a 5.56 armor light rifle? <laughs> yes, it is. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. What, number one, where's the helicopters? Number two, I mean, I'll give it its ball. I'll give it its due for its ingenuity. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's age old, isn't it? You know, it is literally. It's, this is nuns on the run. Yeah, the Islamic yeah. version. Yeah. <laughs> I want Robbie Coltrane to do this now. <laughs> Nuns on the Run? I've never seen it with the same shit. Yeah. Nuns on the Run's awesome. It's it's um, Robbie Coltrane, and I can't remember the guy, and they're two robbers, and they dress disguise themselves as nuns to get away from the police. Yeah. Mm. Moving on. Yep. So, a Russian swims miles to Japan to apply for asylum. I can believe it with the Russians. So, a Russian man from the island of Kundishir. Kundishir? Kundishir. Yeah. the Japanese coastal town of... Shibetsu on the island of Hokkaido. Hokkaido to ask for political assignment on Sunday. You swam 12 miles? I mean, fuck me, you've got to be really desperate, haven't you? That's not that far. That's about oh, half. You swim when, they said Russia, when they said he swam from Russia to Japan, yeah, I was thinking, thinking that's going to be fucking hundreds, if not thousands of miles. But no, it's a Russian controlled island, 12 miles of the Japanese coast. 12 miles that's is a lot. That's, that's just under half. The, the channel between France and... Yeah. Channels... About 25, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. So it's just under half, isn't it? Well, you swim 12 miles. Well... You'd sink. <laughs> After I 200 yards. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's not as incredible as the headline makes you believe it to be. Yeah. <laughs> so Japanese authorities have not yet provided official confirmation of the Russian asylum seekers identity but an unnamed source close to the investigation named a man as Vas Fenzix Knockard. Yeah? Close a, enough. Yeah, a 38 year old native of Isbeki. Isbek? somewhere in Russia. Is that island? He was detained by the Japanese authorities and taken to the police stake in Hokkadar Hokkaido. Hokkaido, where he was interrogated about his journey. The unnamed source told Russia state-run outlet IA Novosky, it looks like he has got there in a wetsuit. He has just crossed the 12-mile strait by swimming. Also remember, for all we know, this is a really busy shipping lane. Mm. He could have been dodging Korean grain carriers while swimming in his wetsuit. Could be sharks as well, to be fair. Could be sharks. At least he's wearing a wetsuit, you know. I was, I was thinking at first, crikey, you know, that is a bit of a feat with no wetsuit on, but, with, you know. I suppose he just had to smear himself in lard like Captain Webb did when he swam the channel. What's the, what's the weather like around there? It's Japan, so I'm guessing it's fairly warm. Warm at these Pacific times. Ocean, isn't it? Yeah. Then you got them sharks. And them cool, doll-like guys. 1,200 men went into the water, 400 came out. What a film that is. Actually, I want to cover the USS Indianapolis at one point, that's what that quote's yeah. about. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. 
So Nakad was allegedly deported by Japanese authorities in 2011 for breaking visa rules and has a track record for forging official documents which saw him deported from um, Thailand and Bali. So he's, gonna be, he's a bit of a lad then, isn't he? Forging documents, swimming seas. Yeah, Just wants to get out of Russia really badly. It's like it's too fucking cold here. I imagine it's because the authorities are after him, probably. Mm, maybe that too. Yeah, maybe he's against the Russians, you don't know, do you? Oh, hang on, there's, so, there's a, a painted a damning picture of his character. He could be a paedophile for all we know. Yeah. So he lived in the Kuril Islands for three years. He didn't work anywhere, lived in Golovino village, slept in a tent and, set, and settled with whom he met. Well, that's no more than anyone else in Telford. He's a bit of a homosexual, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I love you, let me stay here. I love you. <laughs> I'll move, I'll get me stuff, I'll be in tomorrow. <laughs> so, Japan's Chief Cabinet Secretary, Katsunobu Katsunobu Kato. Kato said Monday that the government will take appropriate measures after confirming the details of the Russians' na um, nationals' arrivals, according to RIA Novosky. In all fairness, if it is a small fishing, you know, it's a little island, it's a small fishing town with a population of only a few thousand. One of the few places that's unaccessible by train in Japan. Wow, I'm actually impressed by that. I bet it's a nice little paradise. It's a paradise. Mm -hmm. Japan's a beautiful island in the, in the countryside. Mm. I bet it is literally, I could, I could do that, sat in a little Japanese fishing village. Isn't Japan made up of um, four, four different, different islands? Yeah. yeah. Don't ask me to name them. Some of them are quite, are, are quite, you know, got really good infrastructure, really good trains, and you know. Oh, the whole of Japan is, from what I've seen on the telly, is like their infrastructure's phenomenal. Their public transport second to none. If your train is twenty seconds late, you get a little ticket explaining uh, to your boss why you're late for work. Stuff like that. It's like it's Japanese trains being off time are incredibly rare. Mm. Didn't you ever see the Top Gear episode where Clarkson had to race Hammond and May and they took public transport and he's... He, oh yeah. And that's like, they reckon it's probably the closest they've ever got to winning one really because the Japanese public transport system's so effective. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, this island, Kunashi, is a part of the Kuril Islands, a small cluster of land which is under Russian control but whose ownership is disputed by Japan. Ah, so that's where the guys come from. Yeah. yeah. The dispute has prevented the two nations from signing a, a World War Two peace treaty to this day. Yeah, they're still technically at war. Oh, fuck. That's the forever war, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, the Korean War as well. The UN, the UN and North Korea never signed a peace treaty. They just ceased fire and that was it. They're mm. still technically at war. Yeah. And Russia plans to build 51 new pieces of military infrastructure in the Korean Islands as well. So they're not going to be... Letting go of it quite that easily, are they? Of course they? not. No, they want that Pacific Island uh, base, don't they? They want that naval base, extend their influence into the Pacific a bit more. Yeah. yeah. So he might yeah. be there for a little bit longer, hasn't he? He may be. Because the, the Japanese think, I'll annoy the Russians, I'll just let him stay. Yeah. They might be able to get intel or, you know. And then uh, Putin will send someone after him with an umbrella full of poison. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, oh well. Good luck to him. The little homosexual bastard. If he's just a, a, a stray, fair play to him. Stray where you want. Yeah. I think you should be able to go wherever you want anyway. In the world, if I want to go and live somewhere, I should be able to do it. Open borders. Yeah. Why not? In an ideal world, yeah. If everyone in the world was equal. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't, uh, okay. A hermit living in a cave for 20 years finds out about COVID on a rare trip to the supermarket. <laughs> wow. A 70-year-old Serbian cave dweller <laughs> who spent 20 years in his remote hilltop home made an unusual journey to the local supermarket and even got his jab after learning what COVID is. What the fuck? Why? Like, he's like, <laughs> so he's there, he's like, oh, I haven't been to the supermarket in five years. Fancy some chicken burgers. I'm going to go and get some chicken burgers. Why is everyone wearing a mask? What's going on? Wow. It's impressive. Cave-bound hermit, hermit who separated himself from society 20 years ago and has almost never returned learned about Covid on a rare trip to town. Social distancing king Panta Petrovic so. he beats you Mike yeah. uh, got his jab soon after. The self-exiled Serbian who lives at, in a cave atop of the Stara Planina mountains in southern Serbia. He said he retired to the hills two decades to avoid other people. <laughs> Panta told AFP, I presume that's the Serbian news network, said, I was not free in the city. There is always someone in your way. You either argue with your wife, neighbours or the police. Here, nobody is hassling me. Why do I get the feeling he just really didn't like his wife? And he couldn't afford the divorce. Fuck you, I want to go and live in a cave. Some people just have enough, don't they? And his neighbours and everybody, you know. He's listing everybody, isn't he? He's in the system for what it is and realises it's a bag of shit. No, he doesn't like people. His wife was always bitching at him to do stuff. People are in his way. He doesn't like people. Not a people person. No, that's what it is. He's just not a people person. I mean, he's still coming to the supermarket. He doesn't mind capitalism that much. Where's he got the money from? That's a valid point. Where is he getting the money from? Now he'd get a pension, wouldn't he? I don't know. Maybe he's got a bank account. He's got to be on some record. He's getting jammed. Yeah. He also took the opportunity to advise people to get vaccinated. Petrovic said, Covid does not pick. It will come here to my cave too. I don't know about that. I was going there. I, think he could take, I suppose technically he could take it back to the cave with him as a carrier. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get all three doses, including the extra one. I urge every citizen to get vaccinated, every single one. And he added, he doesn't understand the fuss anti-vaxxers make about the injections. And neither do I, to be honest. No. If you don't want to take your COVID injection because you're worried about what you're putting into your body or you're worried that you're just making it easier for Big Pharma to take over the world, that you are prepared to go and take this inver... Inv what's it called? Invectin... Which is inventing, which if you can get hold of, might do something. But if no, no, if you're buying it in its horse worming thing, <laughs> well, that's not good to put into your body. Uh, it can make you sterile, if not kill you anyway, or both. I like, think all anti-vaxxers go down, go down that route. Or if you're if you're doing it because you hate big pharma, well, that stuff's made by the fourth biggest pharmaceutical company in America. <laughs> so it's I don't see where they're coming from. That. Just go and get the fucking jab, and I've done with it. You're all dying. Loads of you are dying from this in America. You've got a really unhealthy population. That's why we we had it as bad in the UK. We've got an incredibly unhealthy population. Whereas places like yeah. Japan and Korea, where people's diets are better, yeah. and they they take care of themselves better, they live longer because they're healthier people, have barely been touched by this. Yeah, but then again, you can't blame them. I've been lied to for so long. The powers of break. They've, they've all gone crazy. Yeah, don't trust anything now. No. The media's not helped. No, it, it, it hasn't, but at the same time, it's just like, fucking hell, just, just have the fucking jab. 
They mean they moan about wearing a fucking mask. Just go in the shop, put it on your face. Leave the shop, take it off. Jobs are good un. It's no hardship. It's, it's a bondage muzzle. Well, clearly you've never really watched a lot of kink because I've <laughs> never seen that in a video. <laughs> Yeah. And this maniac's getting a fucking Even it, and this guy's been living in a cave for 20 years has gone, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to have it while I'm here. That's, that makes no sense. <laughs> Not really. You know, no. If you're going back to your cave, you're going to be on your own for the next 10 years. You know, he's, how old are you again? 17. Maybe he's yes. like, in his old age, he's like thinking, you know what, I might, have, I might come down a bit more now, I'm old. Well, you might need caring for in a few years, you don't know, do you? Well, yeah, if he's living in a cave, I mean, he's going to get pneumonia. He's only got to have one fall. Yeah. Yeah. End up on well, he'll, he'll just he'd, he'd just starve, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah, that's it. Unless he's got a mobile phone. He won't okay. get COVID, though. Won't get COVID. <laughs> Definitely won't get COVID, and that I think is the moral of the story. However, if they did find him and he'd had the jab, you know, yeah, they'd they'd put it down as the jab. They the anti-vaxxers. Mm. That seventy-year-old man living in a cave died from COVID. The jab did nothing. <laughs> no, he fell over. He just they just post. Thing is, in the UK, he test he could fall over and have a heart attack and die, and they still say that he had COVID. That's what's fucking with people's heads, I think. Uh, you know, they've known people that have died of X, Y, or Z, but it's still got COVID mentioned on yep. on their death um, certificate. You know, they're not doing autopsies for all these people. They can't be. So it, it's more of a guessing game, or you know. Friend of mine is. His granddad died of cancer during the COVID pandemic, and they all know it was coming. He'd been ill for about twelve months, and they were like, on his death certificate, it said COVID. No, like, he didn't have COVID. Well, we were testing him after he was dead. He had fucking cancer. I'm pretty sure that's what killed him. Yeah. It's that skewing numbers. You can understand why people are yeah. reluctant, and then. But maybe he may have lived if he hadn't got COVID as well when he had cancer. Mm. And you've got to think, there's not been, ever since the, the start of the pandemic, they were all, like, reporting and investigating where this had come from. It's just gone silent, hasn't it, really? Nothing, nothing else really has come of it. Still maintaining it was um, man-made and released by accident. Yeah, it's probably the most. Or on purpose, because the Chinese are just going to fuck with everyone's economies to make their own better. Where's all the PPE made in China? I read yeah, somewhere. but they're going to release it in their own country, are they? Of course it is. There's no shortage of Chinese people, mate. Yeah, but it doesn't look good, does it? Well, this virus has just appeared from somewhere. The fact that the US president called it the China virus for four years. Still bought their PPE, Mike. Yeah, yeah but it's destroyed their reputation on the, on what, what little they had. About, the know. Chinese don't care. Well, maybe not, but... Nah. I don't know. I read a thing saying the next global crash was going to be caused by China lying about its GDP and this pandemic has just boosted ma their GDP massively because everyone's buying their PPE off them. Right. I don't know about that. It's just a conspiracy theory I heard. Mm, not sure. Mm. Myself, but... It does sound a bit QAnon-ish, but... Just saying, it's a possibility. Alright, um, Mike? Next up, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos funds new age reversal company opening in UK. Superb. We'll all be living forever soon. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he wants that. Altos Labs has raised at least $270 million, £231 million, to look into whether biological reprogramming technology could revitalise animal bodies, ultimately prolonging human life. Oh, so great. So you can have your dog lasting longer and you can live forever. Mm. 
dog lost in yeah. I'm in for this. Yeah, a new startup that aims to reverse aging is planning to open a lab in the UK. Now, the company, which was incorporated in the US and the UK earlier this year, is reported to have billionaires Jeff Bezos and Yuri Milner among its investors, according to MIT Technology Review. Well, of course, they want to live forever, they're billionaires. He's just been into space. Of course, he wants to live forever. He's cock rocket. He's cock rocket. Shinya Yamanaka, he shared a 2012 Nobel Prize for the discovery of reprogramming, will act as an unpaid senior scientist and will chair the company's scientific advisory board. I bet he's not unpaid. I bet he gets Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> At least. I bet he gets the telly and the, and the next day delivery. He found that with the addition of just four proteins, cells can be instructed to revert to a primitive state with the properties of embryonic stem cells. That's cool. Carlos Belmonte, a Spanish scientist also reportedly joining Altos, applied these principles to entire living mice, achieving signs of age reversal and leading, to, leading him to term reprogramming a potential elixir of life. Nice. He has predicted that human lifespans could be increased by 50 years. And I also think that we could live to 150 years naturally if we didn't all the toxins and poisons that we ingest yeah. for a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, with our diet, well, saying that our diet, our food is probably killing us. Let's say that we're eating organically and we're living now with modern medical science, or yeah. then we'd probably we'd be pushing life expectancy to shoot up, wouldn't it? It's just the unhealthy factor in society and, and as individuals that we make. But yeah, I mean, I mean, lifespan. I mean, like 14th century. I think you could, if you're a middle, if you're a working class, you could expect to live to 51, mm -hmm. comfortably. Obviously, the lords, barons, kings lived sort of maybe their 70s, 80s. But you know, nowadays everyone's sort of making it to 70, 80, aren't they? And those the very rich amongst us are making it longer. The queen's going to be 100 soon, isn't she? She's 95, something like that. 94, mm -hmm. 95. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's... Phil was 99. Bezos reflected on ageing in his final letter to Amazon shareholders before stepping down as CEO, saying, Starving off death is a thing that you have to work at. If living things don't actively work to prevent it, they would eventually merge with their surroundings and cease to exist as autonomous beings. That is what happens when they die. I think they've got to, they've got to research this a little bit more because, you know, you've only got these stem cells, have only got their to pick up the wrong message or go the wrong way and they could turn to sort of some sort of cancer. Yeah, they can, yeah. It's yeah. early days, yeah. So... But the mice! Some of them the did, mice. some of the mice did uh, get cancer. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. yeah. They didn't touch that. Yeah. What's that step, you know, did, it, it was saying messing with its DNA and taking it back to a primitive stem cell is like almost something that isn't been assigned yet so it can, like, you know, take be, on yeah. whatever it you know, form it sort of wants to go into. Mm -hmm. That's they can build bone out of it. They can mm -hmm. build bone marrow and all so sorts. You know, you could end up with an arm growing out of your arm. I don't think it. Mm -hmm. would, it couldn't do. It couldn't do like you no. know a whole arm like you know. <laughs> I was hoping for like mutations and shit. Yeah, it doesn't start growing bone I used, out of I your arm. Four and then four arm. Like, you I wanted four arms. I wanted four arms. Skin comes on yeah. the outside. You know, it's not so like that. Every seven years, we're a completely different person. Right. Okay. Because all your cells have Would died you, and yeah, uh, yeah, another hair goes and yeah. hair goes. Every time that they, but every time that the, the cells duplicate, yeah, they lose a little bit of DNA. It's like making like making a copy of a copy yeah. of a copy of a copy on the old videotape. And it gets it, the quality just gets worse. And yeah, basically. And that's why our skin goes all saggy. And yeah, 
Yep, and wrinkled and things, wrinkled. yeah. Wrinkled. Yeah. My house is smell yeah. a bit funny. Yeah. <laughs> then you start smelling the piss. But if you can get those cells back to stem cells, they can become new cells without that damaged yeah. copy, I guess. And you won't smell a piss for longer. Yeah. Yeah, because you'd only have to put in X amount of million stem cells, yeah. and then once they reproduced, yeah. they'd be back at that rejuvenated state. Mm. But unfortunately, with the mice, that happened to some of them, but some of them also got cancer. So we'd have to sort of obviously make sure that we can stop that from happening. Yeah, you've got to put some, some little gene code in that reprogram that what? says don't become cancer. Well, fuck knows. It? It's clever shit. Yeah. If we can get, if we, if we get into this, surely we've got to the cure of cancer. It's got to be on the, you know, it's got to be around the corner, isn't it? Trouble is they make too much money off it, don't they? It's, it, Maybe the incentive's up there. That's the problem with this big, big pharma thing. It's like I'm on board with something because it's like you make more money from treatment rather than cure, mm-hmm. don't you? Yep. You know, that's that's where I, sometimes they do have a point, and I think mm-hmm. that's it. But I'd like to think that if he did actually have a cure for it now, they don't. I'd, I'd like to think they wouldn't sit on it. You know. I don't think the scientists of the world would sit on it, would they? No, I mean, even if you're working in some to jail or not, you come on, you'd be like, you know that this is this is going to change the world. We know it corrupts everything, so. I know, but you're right. This thing's going to change the world. This little vial I've got here. Mm-hmm. What was if his boss doesn't want to get it out? That's, that's it, isn't it? You're going to sneak it out inside your bum. <laughs> if they suspect that, they're going to. Probably silence you. Or you kill you before you get the chance. Yeah. Well, you'd make a, you know, if I was in that sort of position, there's not just going to be one of you working on the cure for cancer, is it? It's going to be like a collective. Mm. And, you know, if anything, you'd send a little email or a little something to somebody in another country, another doctor. That but what they do is they collaborated just. Put, with and just send them mm, that. They just divert the resources, don't they? So they're like, the people actually looking for the cure won't get as much money as. There's people looking for more treatments. Mm. That's the way they do it, I suppose. Yeah. It's all fucked up. Well, you know, uh, immunotherapy, one thousand, um, £100,000 for you know a one-year course of treatment. That's a cancer treatment. Like yeah, it. so you think, well, it's a lot of money, that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. How many people are having that a year? Like, worldwide? Yeah. You know, it all adds up. Well, is that just a hundred thousand for the NHS? You know, yeah. it might be cheaper, but you but don't know what. That's it. I mean, what is being charged in America? That could be a million dollars. Yeah. You don't know, you don't, do you? You don't know what it could be. Yeah. I mean, it probably isn't, but it could be. I mean, you know that the guy who made Apple would have Steve Jobs. He'd have had it, and said he just decided to try and eat leaves, and died from bowel cancer. <laughs> he was no, no, I'm not having the medical treatments. I'm going to do this the homeopathic way. I didn't know that. Yeah, he probably could have lived. It's a shitter. Moving on, ghost yep. penis caught on camera and stun paranormal fans inside haunted bar. Let's let's give it the, the gravitas it deserves. Ghost penis. Caught on camera <laughs> by stun paranormal fans in haunted bar. Ooh. Well, it is coming up to Halloween. Oh yeah, ghost hunters Corinne Veen and Sabrina Dina Roger. We're at uh, a bachelorette party in New Orleans when they came upon the shock discovery in their supposedly haunted bar. Well, let's have a look. Can we can we pause it and let's watch the video? There's no video. It's oh else. man! So the ghost um, haunting duo was shocked when it was they a pick. Ah. when they captured what they thought was was a spirit penis while on a bachelorette <laughs> trip. 
The discovery was made in John um, Lafitte Blacksmith's Bar, an iconic ghost hunting venue in what is believed by many to be the US's most haunted city. Yeah, it is apparently. New Orleans? Yeah, New, New Orleans, yeah. Mm. Oh, I don't believe in it though. So. Apparently there's a lot of, a lot of, it's a very unhappy city, New Orleans, in the, historically. Isn't there a lot of like soul and blues and da 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 da? Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, blues, yeah, blues and everything. Southern, Southern Comfort's from New Orleans. Yeah. So everyone's just getting slashed on Southern Comfort and listening to blues. Yeah. And the Mardi Gras, I'd really like to go to the Mardi Gras. Mm. I just think it would be a great looking, great experience. Yeah. yeah. So the bar without electricity and eerily candle lit is named after John Lafferty. A local famous for acts of piracy in the early 1700s. However, when the ghost hunting duo glimpsed into the bar's fireplace for signs of treasure or a ghost, they were shocked with what they discovered. Speaking on their podcast, Two Girls and One Ghost, <laughs> <laughs> Corrine sa said, We did not catch a photo of anybody's face, but we did capture a penis. Can anyone see it? No. Oh, I can't. Because well, I, I know where it is. You just, you just, your eyes are just immediately drawn <laughs> no, to penises, aren't they? Probably right at the end of her nose. Yeah. That's it. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Okay, it's well, it's a very small penis. It's a very small penis. <laughs> but if the guy was a pirate, I'd to see this is the sort of thing he'd do. He'd just wave his dick around. Could it be a shadow? Well, yeah, it's not a ghost's penis, is it? <laughs> it looks to me like a bit of a... Lens they, flare. They, they call them orbs, but it's lens flare, isn't it? A bit of dust that's picked up on the, off the flash, yeah. and it's just, I don't know, maybe it's moved across, and that's why you've got this little trail. Yeah. Maybe. Um, a little bit of dust. She says, it straight up looks like a circumcised penis. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it does. <laughs> she is looking at it. Well, she's looking intently into that other woman's eyes. She's either looking at the penis or looking really intently into her eyes. God, I almost want them to it kiss to break the tension. I was saying, uh -huh. taking the pictures. I thought it was just a duo. She might have a selfie stick. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, it, it's called oh, Two right. Girls, One Ghost. <laughs> they are going to kiss any second, aren't they? They are. They really, I think they are, and I'm okay with that. Oh, there's no shit involved. <laughs> it's, it's not called two girls, one ghost, and I'm gonna shit in her mouth. It's a plan, two girls, one cup, isn't it? Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I never made it through that video. I never watched it at all. Oh, it's vile. Never made it. Uh, I, I lasted till she squatted over the cup, and I was like, oh no, I am out. Is it meant to be chocolate pudding or something? No. No. Shit. I thought they injected chocolate pudding into their ass. Maybe then, I don't Maybe, know. Maybe, I don't know. We'll just slide it up with the vomit then. It looks oh, like shit know. anyway. But it's fucking vile. Well, it could be a dick. <laughs> but it's not, though, is it? No, it's not. This pirate jar is uh, meant to like, visit there quite frequent, and the host Connie says people see him all the time. If this is your regular drinking spot, chances you're going to see John Lafatty or Fatty. Mm. Oh god, just imagine that, you go to the pisser and you're a bit pissed and you're sort of, you know, you should do this sort of bounce off the one wall to the other as you go on the toilet and mm. you're a bit smashed and then there's going to be a fucking pirate in the way. <laughs> and then if you're that drunk, you're just going to be alright mate, and just barge past him. And he's like, oh, do you know who I am? <laughs> 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 you wave your arm vaguely at him and 
catch in a bit. <laughs> Get me a drink. <laughs> I'm surprised if they haven't got some sort of little, you know, millions of little holograms they have going up the side of the walls just to, you know, give no, the probably. ghosts. Yeah. I'd have a little smoke machine with smoke coming out of the bar every now, you know, from around the bar every now and then. Definitely project ghostly shapes into the smoke. Yeah. Ghostly cocks. Ghostly cocks. Ghost cock. On that bombshell. On that bombshell. Let's end the show. I, I, thank you very much. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavour aid, and if you are trapped in, in Afghanistan as a special forces soldier and you're listening to us, remember that donning a burqa and hiring a taxi might be your best way to escape. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in mean, Mike, thanks for listening, peace out, may the force be with you. And I'll be clear, don't trip the penis out the car. Don't trap it off full stop, actually. Yeah, you'll need that. Potentially. <laughs> well, you need to piss out of. Yeah. <laughs> nothing else. You might need it in the afterlife. True. Yeah. True.